Welcome to Managing Chaos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Managing Chaos. As always, I'm Teresa here with my co-life manager. Hey, guys. This is Kel. Thanks for coming back. This is our venting podcast about all the life nonsense we have. If you have any of your chaos you'd like to share with us, uh, we would love to hear it. You can reach out to us at managingthatchaos at gmail.com, at managingthatchaos on Instagram, or at chaosmanagers on Twitter. So today I have a pretty fun topic, or at least I think it's fun. It is about how people hide their chaos. So it could either be fun or super embarrassing if we find out "Ah, that's just you guys. (laughs) I don't think it's just us. Uh, You know, everybody has those things that they do to cover up that chaos, look normal around everyone else. You think you're crazy, messy, lazy, sloppy. You have to cover it up so other people don't know. But the secret is you're not alone. We're all here. We all do it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Or you're just trying to hide your true you when people Mm -hmm. come over. Yeah. Mm hmm. One of my favorites is the the moms at drop off, the kid drop off, where they come and they what do you mean the kid drop off. Yeah, like at school when uh you know we have the kiss and go whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the parents are like dropping their kids off, and like if they don't have to get out of the car, they're going to come straight from bed to the school to drop their kids off. But if they oh, do, right. they're in their pajama pants, mm-hmm. their hair's a hot mess. Yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, because I do it. If I if I don't have to go inside to take my kids to like drop them off, I will not get dressed. In fact, I know some women don't even put a bra on. They're like, I don't care. I'm gonna <laughs> Did wear my you, slippers. You like interview these women? No, but like you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're just creeping in people's cars. No, no, it's true. No, in fact, the interesting part about it is there are actually schools who have come out with this law not law but rule that if you bring if you're like dropping your kids off you cannot that you have to be you have to be dressed you cannot come in your pajamas you cannot wear spandex you you have to look like a presentable person to come into the school now that's to come into the school correct yeah but if you're just pulling onto the in the parking lot kick them out of the car it doesn't count right I, i don't know i'm not i know that if you go into the school like if i was to take chalupa into the school i would have to be fully dressed and look like a normal person now i would do that because Nobody wants to say, see that. That seems like a pretty fair argument. Yeah. Hey, we don't want you looking like a hot Walmart mess <laughs> in the middle of all these little kids. Right. Get yourself together. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. If the rule is if you come on to the campus, yeah. like in your car, you have to look presentable. Eh, no. If, yeah, no. If it's my day off, I'm going to, odds are, I'm rolling out of bed and just driving them off. Oh, me too, right? And in the wintertime, it's even easier. I just throw my coat on over my pajamas and I put a hat on so nobody sees my hair. So that's step one of hiding the mat. Yeah, the yeah. Step one, put on a hat and wear your coat. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so, but there are women that that do not hide it and they just get out of the car and they're like, you get what you get and you don't throw fit. I wish I had that kind of confidence, I think is the word I'm looking for, to be able to just go out or I don't know. Maybe it's not confidence. Maybe it's just I don't give. You don't give a shit about what people. That's think about what you. I was gonna say. It has it has nothing to do <laughs> I just with confidence. Do that. No, no. These women, the women that do that, are not like roll out of bed and look like a supermodel. Still, these women are like, I look like this on a daily. Yeah, our kids have been in school long enough that I've realized that they do remember you. Like the teachers, <laughs> they do remember you. They yep. know who you are. Yep. So if you roll in there, like you just Looking rolled like out of bed mess. and you. 
Yeah, they're going to remember that. Yeah, they're, you're going to be the person they talk to in the break room that day, or talk about in the break room oh, that day. I'm sure. Yeah, little Susie's mom. You see her. That woman cannot get it together. <laughs> uh, so that's my favorite. I don't know. Do you have a favorite? Referring back to episode two, the teachers have to have a code word, right? <gasps> oh my god, I've never thought about that, but I bet you they do. I bet you. Oh, they I have bet a code word. they, or maybe not. I mean, maybe they just know not to talk about it in front of the kids, but maybe. If I was a teacher, I'd have a code word. Oh, my gosh. Yes. All my close friends would know it. Yes, absolutely. I'd get fired eventually, but whatever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, do you have a favorite uh, way to that you know people hide chaos or we hide chaos, I suppose? You know, I hope I'm not getting too far into this on you, but I will tell you, I think the best thing we've ever done is buy a house with two floors. <laughs> yep. Because it's very easy to keep the bottom floor, the, the bottom floor company ready. To where it can look good and presentable. I had a friend come over a few weeks ago and I explained to him the top floor of our house. And I explained it as the wastelands from the video game Fallout, right? (laughs) That's exactly what it is too. (laughs) I walked upstairs today and I was like, dear Lord, this is getting out of hand. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's worse than it's ever been right now. It's because we just went on a vacation and then we went on this, um, you know, work trip and I never got it put back together from vacation because let's be real here. I took all the suitcases upstairs because I don't have to just pack for myself and you when we go on a vacation. Don't act like you pack for me. I won't pretend that I help you with the kids in this, but don't act like you pack for me. Okay, we we do not just have to pack for ourselves, but we also have to make sure we have clothes for or whatever. See, you're lying again. See, I don't help with the kids. Oh shush. <laughs> we collectively, as yeah. a team, as a as a family, have to have stuff for everyone. So yeah, there's it, just been a lot of chaos in yeah. our life. That's been like one right after mm-hmm. another, and we really haven't had that catch up time. Yeah, we came, kind of came back from vacation, mm-hmm. and we did have a little bit of ta- downtime, but that was like kind of that decompress from vacation, yeah. and there wasn't much time leading right into this. Mm-hmm. conference that we had to go to for work where we were gone three or four days so it's kind of yeah up. and you know i mean let's be real uh we're not the only ones who take six months to unpack from a vacation and i didn't have those six months to unpack before we went on our conference so that's that's why yeah that's that why it sense. looks like that <laughs> we have gotten better about that too mm, yeah we have yeah so it's yeah the downstairs is like company ready most yeah. of the time i like think there's 20 minutes or less outside of ready. us and the kids sometimes the kids friends Mm-hmm. And outside of like the week we bought the house and people <laughs> were stopping by, nobody's been in our upstairs. Mm-mm. I don't want to give you the wrong idea. It's not like our upstairs is gross, no, no. but that's where all the clutter lands. Mm-hmm. That's where the unfolded laundry is laying. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a buddy that I was joking around. Um, He's joking about moving in. He was like, I will fold all that laundry. <laughs> and I thought about it. Oh, me too. <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm not going to have to fold another piece of laundry. I'm not going to have to do that. Like, let me tell you, there's like, it's hard, that laundry. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's my number one way that we've been hiding chaos right now. The second floor has been a lifesaver. But what ends up happening is that we spend all of our time that we do have cleaning or picking up goes in downstairs, Mm -hmm. keeping downstairs nice, which for the most part we do. Yeah, Um, for sure. I will say 99% of the time it's clean until that 1% of the time someone knocks on our goddamn door. (laughs) And I'm like, really? This is the time someone's going to knock on my door when I have to kick suitcases out of the Mm -hmm. way and they see the the explosion in our front room. (laughs) Um, But most of the time, yeah, we keep the downstairs clean. But because of that... 
it's even less time we spend upstairs. Yep. So it's kind of, we got to find a good compromise well, on this. Yeah, I know. And then, so, you know, then you have those like family get togethers, the parties, whatever it's getting, we're getting to the holidays, right? So now we're going to get to that point in our life when I hate this point. Yeah. So we're going to have to do that, like deep clean in the house. You know, the one, you know what I'm talking about, right? Family's coming over and they're going to scrutinize, you know, you, uh, you don't think in, so in your head you oh yeah yeah that. right you think people are gonna yeah I you think, think people our families are, are probably you. easier on us than we expect but at the same time you want to put on you want to be a good host so you yeah. want to have a clean environment yeah. like this last year we've done thanksgiving for a few years mm-hmm. um with one side of the family and then this last year we hosted a christmas party for one of our sides of the family as well and i mean i mean you want to be good hosts yeah. so you do put a little extra time into yeah. scrubbing and cleaning and you want everything to look perfect yeah um, but man, do I hate that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like preparing a, uh, for a visit from the big boss, you know, come into your store and you're like, Oh, right. When you mm-hmm. know you're getting audited. Yep. Yeah. And it's not a surprise that the boss drops in, but mm-hmm. you know, they're coming. So, you know, you have to put on a good mm-hmm. show for them. Yeah. Yep. Put in a little extra time. In fact, you know, our kids, they know when this stuff is happening. Uh, oh, when we start cleaning stuff, we yeah. don't normally clean. Yeah. They're like, all right. Yeah. Who's, who's coming, coming over? Coming over? And what then party are we having? my favorite thing, though, is like when they're when we're just asking them to like pick up your stuff and they're like, you know, well, why? Who's coming over? No, nobody's coming over. I just want you to pick your crap up so it's not all over my house. Like they think that, <laughs> they think that because we're picking up, it's, people are coming over. Yeah, I think we've gotten a little bit past that now. Beazle seven and she's starting to get in the habit of just understanding like, no, you need to pick up your toys, which for me, feels like light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, um, It feels like we're finally getting through that phase. And anybody that's listening that's had kids, you'll know what phase I'm talking about, where you can spend eight hours cleaning your house, and it still looks like a damn mm-hmm. tornado went through it. Because as you're cleaning stuff, they're pulling stuff out, mm-hmm. and they're not at an age to pick up after themselves yet, which we've had Beazle picking up for quite a while now. But it's getting to the point where she's understanding the responsibility of this is my stuff. And when we say, hey, take care of it, she just takes care of it. It's not so Does much she take care of it, though? Does she? Because it's not downstairs anymore. So for me, once it hits the wasteland, I'm happy. <laughs> what were you going to say? Miss um, Beazle hides her chaos in her closet. And it drives me insane. Mostly, like, I get it. She's a kid, whatever. Like, you, you got to got to put it at least it's somebody can walk in there. And it looks manageable. But like, uh, there's a shoe rack on the back of the door. And all I want is for her to just put her shoes there so that when it comes time, she's not crying because she can't find her shoes. And I'm digging through a pile of crap at the bottom of her closet that is as tall as me trying to find her shoes. She has to literally walk past it. I'm like, just put the shoes in the shoe rack and you won't lose them. Like, why? This is our bad parenting moment because you know we taught these traits, right? (laughs) That's probably me because when I have her clean her room, I'll... I, I do like the old school. All right, I'm going to look under your bed to make sure nothing's there. And if there is something, I'm like, just shove it in your closet. You do not. <laughs> <laughs> make sure that door can shut and you are fine. No, no. Once it hits the closet, that is mom's problem. Yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate you helping me out. Uh, I'm just I'm preparing you because you know someday – I'm going to be on the road for a week and you're going to do this podcast with one of your friends <laughs> and it's going to be a podcast about 
how do we manage the chaos as our husband? Oh, I I'm like that. You the that's, fodder right now. Yeah, that's a really good one. Mm, I'm going to have to think about who I'm going to ask to be on my podcast. Then. You can ask anybody because remember who does the edits? <laughs> I'm still going to come out looking like a king. I promise. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're full of it. That's right. You're full of it. So if you want to talk hiding chaos, okay, we can talk about selling a house and what it's like to hide the chaos of a real life. Oh, my God. Um, this was... How long was our house for sale? Four, five weeks? No. Longer? Less? I bet it was two months. I bet two months. I bet when it was all said and done, it was two that months. That was the worst two months of my life. Yep. I had to make my bed every goddamn day, and I will tell you that I will never make a bed again. I don't give a damn about what my bed looks like. It's funny, because I bet that, that thing right there will have mixed opinions. I bet half the people out here mm-hmm. listening are like, why would you not make your bed right. every day? Yeah, that's like and how then, you start the day. Right. That's how you make your uh, you make everything look great. I don't care. And then the other 50% of people are like, yeah, that's some American psycho type shit if you're making your bed every day before you go to work. Yeah, no, I don't care. Nope. No. I don't have it. I, maybe, I suppose, maybe if I was a stay-at-home mom and I got up and I made breakfast and took the kids to school and whatever and had all this extra I'm time. all about efficiency in my life. Mm-hmm. And making my bed is just causing more work for me before I go to bed. <laughs> right. Now I have to pull these damn sheets back, yep. ruffle it all up again. Mm-hmm. I'm literally causing future Kelly problems. Uh, and I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I love the future Kelly versus uh, now Kelly problems. That's my. I told of, you about that, right? Yeah, that's like one of my favorite things that you talk, talk about. This is a future Kelly problem. I'm gonna worry about it later. Yeah, I, I am a textbook procrastinator, and I've <clears throat> coined too. those times as a, that's a future Kelly problem, and which then, I can tell you, future Kelly hates past Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm getting better at that though too. I'm learning to manage that a little bit better. So we had to rent a storage unit and shove our crap in a storage unit. Oh, going back to selling the house. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. We had to rent the storage unit, shove everything as much as we could into this storage unit because you can, you're living with bare, bare minimum, yeah, like so nothing. You've never sold a house before. The idea is that you need to make your house look perfect. Yeah, like you don't of, live there. Like you don't live there. Literally. Every day. Yeah. And at the time we were doing this, we had a six-year-old and three-year-old. It is impossible to make your house look unlived in by before you go to work every day. I mean, it's yeah. not impossible. We did it. Yeah. But man, is it stressful. You're having mm-hmm. to hide all their toys and not even like put away their toys. You have to kind of have a minimalistic outlook on their toys and not have a ton of extra stuff lo- laying around because yeah. you want to make the house look as big as possible. And it's just... yeah. We had to like put all their toys into a tub and put it into the garage. And then at like during the day, we would bring the tub inside. And when I say all their toys, I mean all the toys that weren't in the entire storage unit, by the way. So the toys that we had decided to keep at the house, we put into a tub and then it lived in the garage when we were not like at home so that people could come in and out of our house. But yeah, it was like one tub of toys that we had to hide. And we're just complaining about two months. If you think back... um like back in the day when houses took a while to sell yeah. before the market was mm-hmm. super, it, it just seems to me like everything in this market happens fast now. Yeah, I'm sure there are times where people leave their house on the market for six months at a time. I get to a point where I'm like, whatever, I'm just gonna hit, live here the rest of my life. But don't I mean, don't you remember? No, I don't remember seeing it this time because uh, I think it, we were looking at a different caliber of house. But when we bought the last house, don't you remember going into some of those houses and being like, oh my 
God. Oh, like people live here. Yeah. 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 There's like, some there were some people that did not know how to manage it. Yeah. I, I do think one of the funniest moments from that is we had a realtor come over and she walked the house with us, right? And she gave us all these tips like, oh, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. And one of them obviously is declutter and really, really just kind of empty out the house. Only had the necessities in there, right? She left and we rented the storage locker and we emptied out the house. And then we were like, all right, can you come do another walkthrough? Say what you think. And she did the walkthrough and she's like, yeah, everything looks good. But remember when we talked about decluttering and getting some of the stuff out of here? (laughs) And we both looked at each other like, we already did that. (laughs) It's done. Yeah. You kind of really had to look at everything with a fine tooth comb. Yeah. I mean, like they even tell you to like hide stuff like in your in your cupboards. Like I remember we went into a house and we opened the cupboards and like things are just like falling out at us because they tell you just to shove everything, shove shove everything, close the door. Yeah. And close the door. And so, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like the amount of like hiding your chaos that happens when you're selling a house is, uh, is quite great. What I really hope comes from this episode is some like professional organizer listens this. Ooh, yeah. And they're like, oh God, I have to help these people. Please do. Come help volunteer us. Volunteer their service. Yeah. I'm okay with that. We're okay being charity cases. Oh, for sure. Come, <laughs> please help us. Yeah. Oh, so... I know for me, we, for a long time, like we talked about our like nonsense, like our chaos, like how we live, whatever. Right. And I know that I was like super down about like, I'm like, man, we're like pigs, right? Like we are like living in a sty. Yeah. I don't know if we ever talked about it, but we've been together since we were 18 years old. Yeah. So we did have that phase when we first got out on our own where our living condition was like a frat house. Oh my god! And it would like dread anybody stopping over. Yeah. And that phase lasted longer than it probably <laughs> probably should have. Yeah. But we have gotten past that at this point. Yeah, thankfully. yeah. It's livable. But even since then, like I remember, we had a conversation where I was like, "Man, like, what is our, you know." Like, I, I just feel like we're not normal, like we're whatever. And then you pulled up this article and you were, the article was talking about like what it's like to like normal people's houses. And it was like everybody has that one room that they don't do anything with. And you just like push everything in it and shut the door. And like nobody ever goes in the room. Company never sees it. And I was like, OK, yeah, like and one I, thing I feel about better. us is that we are overachievers. So why stop at one room, right? <laughs> right. I remember when I was a kid, it was like that, right? Like we would come would come over, we close all the bedroom doors, like nobody goes in the bedrooms. That's just like how it was, right? Because they were destroyed always. And um, I remember we went to like friend's house of mine when I was like a kid and my mom was there and it was like, a, there was like a party or something and they had the like parents bedroom door closed and no like now that I think back on it like I know that the bedroom wasn't dirty because I'd been in the bedroom at other points in my life like after that but uh I said to my mom out loud in front of people hey mom look they uh have dirty rooms too like they closed their doors and my mom was like shut oh up oh my god that had to Don't be so right yeah 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 like thinking back and then I can like imagine the embarrassment my mother had but yeah it definitely happened and it's something that I've like thought about a lot since that time like people like closing doors and stuff so so at our last house it was like a ranch style so Mm -hmm. all one floor and then a big basement and we'd have birthday parties and parties for the kids in the basement and the house was kind of small um small footprint So you could easily walk into the house, and if you weren't super familiar with it, you could either be opening the door to the basement (laughs) or the door to our bedroom. Yeah. 
which was terrifying. <laughs> so <laughs> do you remember what I used to do before parties? Uh, yeah, you would lock the door and, from the inside so that we could nobody could get in there. And then we would have to use a screwdriver to take the take the door handle off after people left so that we could get back into our bedroom. <laughs> the steps we take to manage the chaos. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. But yeah, so uh, that article was something that I was like, okay, phew, like maybe we're not as like, uh, you know. It made you feel a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. I imagine everybody around our age with kids around our age deal with the same things, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I know everybody has a different situation. They're stay-at-home moms yeah. where I would figure they probably have a better grip on the situation. Yeah. Us, we both work 40 to 50 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Both kids, mm-hmm. at the age our kids are, it would be almost a second full-time job to keep this house the way we want it. Right, yeah. Um, so I'm sure we'll get there as the kids get older and have a couple more hands in it. But right now I feel like we're in the middle of a war that's gone on for seven years. <laughs> seven years. It's still it's just yeah, one battle after the next. But it keeps getting easier. Like we're making yeah. it further into enemy territory. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping within the next couple of years, I mean, there's four now. So I imagine in the next year or so I can get him mowing the lawn for me. Oh, there you using go. Using the snowblower. <laughs> he I think sits. that's your bad moment. I was setting you up yeah. to tear me apart. And you're like, yeah, get him out there and then riding mowing more. Well, I, I was expecting you to say something else. And then it caught me off guard a little bit. It wasn't until you got to the snowblower part that I was like, well, wait a damn minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait. We're not going to send our six-year-old out to snowblow the driveway. So we have high ambitions. Yeah. But for right now, no, you are not allowed to go up our stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I wanted to talk about an article that I saw. And so this is a little bit different, like, it's a little different, like, hiding your chaos. But I thought it would be good to, like, touch on this subject. Um, I saw an article about a dad, and he was talking about how him and his family had just purchased this house in a nice neighborhood, but they got it at dirt cheap because the um, people who lived there before destroyed it, right? So they're living in it and trying to renovate this house at the same time. So he spends, him and his wife spend the entire day like pulling up carpet, doing all these things, all these awful, crazy things happen, right? And he's got to go to the hospital because he catches himself on a rusty nail, has to go get a tennis shot. Like all these things happen all day long, right? And he gets to the end of the day and they're all exhausted and they sit down at the dinner table and they look over and the daughter is sitting there butt ass naked at the dinner table. And he, him and his wife look at each other and they're just like, eh, who cares? I, I can't do it. I don't have it in me to go upstairs and make the kid get dressed. So we're all just going to, we're going to pretend like it didn't happen. And then he goes on to talk about how he, in the moment, was like, this is going to be our dirty little secret. Like, we're not going to tell anybody we let our kid eat our eight at the table naked. We're just going to pretend like it doesn't, didn't happen. And then he's like thinking through it and he's like, no, you know what? I think it would be good to share this because... There's going to be times as a parent when you're just exhausted, when you just can't do it anymore. And you're just going to have to say like, oh, well, too bad. And I think it's important to talk about like how we think that everybody's got it all together. But there are going to be those moments when you're just like, forget it. The majority do not. I think everybody struggles with it. Everybody has to get through it. I'm sure most kids have had Pop-Tarts for dinner at one point in their life. Ours. Yes. (laughs) Yep. You try not to make it a habit and do your best, but man, raising kids, it's like having two little humans mm-hmm. that you're yeah. you're responsible for, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think we 
I think a lot of times people spend um, a lot of their life or their their time trying to make it, especially now with like social media and stuff, they try to like make it seem like they have it all together. They have this like perfect like grip on everything, especially as parents. And the reality is that none of us do. Everybody no. is just like fighting for their life on a daily basis. I do feel like going along with this topic, we're going to have to post pictures of our house just to show people like... It's not really as bad as we're making right. it out to be. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. We'll definitely um, do that. We are kind of exaggerating. But yeah, when you have kids that you're chasing around all day, it's hard to mm-hmm. keep. It's it's like you're juggling and you can never just keep all the balls in the air. Yeah. It's just not well, going to happen. And even as like a, like an example for me, when uh, Bezel was little, I remember like being so obsessed about her clothes. Like um, the fact that. Like, I remember I would not allow any piece of art, like any article of her clothing to get like, not necessarily get dirty, but like if I put it in the washer and it had a stain on it, I would wash it like 17 times until that stain came out or like do something with it until the stain came out. I was never going to like put it in the dryer and just be like, yep, she's going to wear a stained up shirt to, you know, from now on. And now I eventually I was like, this isn't worth my time or my energy. I just can't do this anymore. So she's a kid. Yeah. Like if you wash it 17 times and she could wear it for 30 seconds and be worse than it was that first wash. Yeah. I mean, every time I see an article of clothing that I know my children have destroyed, I do do the like the little, oh, man, come on, guys. Like, really? But like at the end of the day, like, what am I going to do about it? I just spray some some wash on it, some spray and wash or whatever. And I'm like, all right, well. Let's uh, hope this comes out. Roll the dice. See where we land. We'll see where it is tomorrow. And, uh, you know, so um, where are we at? How much time do we have? 28 minutes. We're at 28 minutes? Perfect. Awesome. Great. So uh, I figured we could use a a listener subscription, not subscription, uh, Idea, submission. Submission. Yes, I uh, submission. Uh, you failed. I at know. That one. I know. I, I had it, and then it just ran away as fast as it could. We had a listener write something. In? Well, kind of. Um, I'm gonna go with the the. It's a com- combination jerk kid moment and parenting fail. Ooh. Ooh. This one comes from a family member of yours, but oh, uh, no. no. <laughs> so uh, she said that it was Mother's Day and she was super excited they made a steak she got a steak for mother's day she ate half of it she was like i'm gonna save this other half she puts it in the refrigerator she goes upstairs puts on her pajamas gets all ready to eat the other half of the steak and she comes downstairs and it's gone and now she's got three kids or someone ate her steak someone ate her steak hell no right it's mother's day remind you they ate her mother's day steak and she's interviewing her children or interrogating her children and nobody will fess up nobody will fess up nobody fesses up finally this is who i think you're talking about she is very particular about her leftovers yeah and I would not touch them. Well, somebody just wait. was in trouble. Just wait. So she finally figures out who it is. That it was the vegan. The vegan ate her steak. Oh no, this is not who I thought you were talking about. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about um one of my mom's Your stepmom? Yeah, my mm-hmm. stepmom. Have you ever seen her prepare her leftovers? Yes, yes I have. <laughs> she is uh she compartmentalizes she's, yes. everything so nothing yes. can touch. Nothing can touch. That's where I thought it was going. Nope, nope. This was your cousin. Okay. And uh no, so the vegan eats the steak. And then so, so she So she saves the steak. She has a vegan daughter 
and the vegan daughter ate her steak. Vegan daughter eats her steak, and then she gets so mad. So this is so this is the parenting fail portion of it. She gets so angry, she throws a pop bottle, and it sticks in the wall. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't blame her. I laughed pretty hard at that one. I couldn't. I was like, "What?" And also, the vegan would never hear the end of it. Oh no! No, every time she asks no. for a carrot, no, nope, you get a beef steak. <laughs> Snap into a slug well, gem. You know, from the way it sounded, I'm not sure if she was a vegan at the time. I know she's a vegan now. Oh, but she oh. apparently she she said, "Well, I wasn't a vegan then." So maybe she can She ate oh, that, that steak. That changes the story. It would have been much funnier yeah, if she was a quote unquote vegan at the time. But maybe her Still mom throwing story. a pop bottle through the wall caused her to be a vegan. That's what changed. <laughs> that, that was, that was her. Change. That was her life changing moment where she decided that uh, meat was not for her. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Is that the only story yet? That was. Um, yeah, that's the only story I had. I did have. Hold on, let me look and see because I had something else that I thought was really kind of funny. I saw it. It was a. Um, it was like a parenting fail meme. It's so I don't know what this is. It looks like a little marsupial. It's like a mouse marsupial thing. It's a quokas. They toss their babies at a pred- at predators so they can escape. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. That is isn't that hilarious? Horrible. I saw it and I started laughing. I was like, I have to. I have. You're to saying say it's that. hilarious. That is horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. But it's funny at the same time. But they're, yeah, they're like little marsupial mouses. Mice. I think that's something I would laugh at, <laughs> and you would judge me for. Yeah. So the tables have changed. Yeah. They just like toss their babies so they can get away. So I know normally this is jerk kid moments mm-hmm. or bad parenting that we yeah, talk yeah. about. Um, I'm going to kind of go the reverse on this one though. Because okay. we did a parenting thing this week that I felt really good about that I want to brag about. Okay. So like Teresa mentioned earlier, we did have a conference for work yeah. over the last few days. And for the conference, you had the option that if you wanted to stay in the city the conference was in, you could extend your stay and your plane ticket would still be be the same. You just had to figure out your hotel reservations, which was awesome. And we were like, how can we not take advantage of that? So we planned an extra two days in the city and got our plane tickets laid out for the two days following. After returning from our last vacation, we were kind of spent, but also kind of, we're just missing the kids. We were missing Chalupa, missing Beasel. So we actually bought train tickets and took a five-hour train mm-hmm. ride versus the half-hour flight we could have had two days later yeah. and took a train home um, on the first day we could just so we could have two extra days with our kids instead of partying in that city. So yeah, that's very unlike us. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I was proud of us for that. And we got to spend all day with the kids today. Yeah, And I didn't even realize it, but they don't have school tomorrow. Nope. So when I heard that, that made it, it, made it yeah. even better. So now we have a whole other day with them tomorrow. Yeah, we get a whole other day to hang out with them which is great they've been good and i don't know if it's because i'm not like completely stressed out so you know what i mean they, like, they haven't worn you down yeah yeah yet. yeah like th- we'll record another episode <laughs> tomorrow and check in on her oh yeah yeah see what happens tomorrow after a whole day anything else no i would say if we're wrapping up um we are part of a couple other podcasts or yeah. friends podcasts so if you haven't given them a shot yet we have a podcast out, which is actually with me and my father, called Not At Odds, which were a few episode de- episodes deep on that. So if you like this kind of banter, I'm sure you'd like hearing us go at it, too. It's about um, age groups. I'm a millennial. He is a baby boomer. So we try to figure out where we stand on certain topics. So it's a fun one to listen to. And then I got a buddy that is hosting a podcast called Hatch and Bar, which they are a few episodes in on that. So check them out, too. 
All right, guys. Thanks so much. Again, if you guys have anything that you want to add, um, you can catch us at managingthatchaos at gmail.com, at managingthatchaos on Instagram, or at chaosmanagers on Twitter. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. See you in a week.